show 33 with Scott Green of Wyoming Seminary. I could have sat and talked and listened for hours. If you want to hear more about uh, his philosophies and take on the sport, go check his Rockfin channel out, Go Green. In this show, he talks about two of his four pillars of the sport and also his approach as a dad uh, and what his rules are with it, with his son and lacrosse. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. What's going on, Coach? How you been, man? Oh, yeah. Can't complain. Doing well. <laughs> Doing well. How about you? Uh, yep. Like we said, one one day at a time, man. One day at a time. <laughs> I like what you just said, 12 hours at a time. It's even better. <laughs> I think that's the best way to do it at this point is is with COVID and with school and, and everything changing is when I wake up in the morning, I see what happened overnight. Check that out. Then go about my business for the day. When I sit back down to my computer at seven at night, I'm like, all right, what happened today? And and, and what are we looking at? So right. chunking it up is the best way to go at this point. Right. So uh, I guess, you know, currently what's it look like for you guys uh, in the season at this yeah, moment? I mean, <laughs> the national preps has, has got some protocols out and it's got some plans out. Um, we're not going to start wrestling um, sanctioned competitions till after Christmas. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of moving parts in there. Um, so if, if things go well and stay the way they are, then, and Powerade would be our, our, our first competition. Okay. Uh, and we've, we've got some testing stuff in place that's going to keep the athletes safe. Um, some, some strict kind of practice protocols uh, and, and, and hopefully continue throughout the season with, with some, some competitions and wrap it up with the national preps in, in mid-March. Nice. Nice. So, so as a coach, you know, take COVID out of the situation, but as far as timing, how does that change your approach and, you know, recovery and, and how hard to push? Uh, yeah. So that's like a big thing for me um, with periodization. And I, I really always have it all mapped out um, in my head of, of where we want to go and, and what we want to be doing. So taking that whole December competitive schedule out of there, that's, that's Ironman. That's, that's right. all of the big events. So generally speaking, we would be, be starting with a, a, a look to, to hit a mini pink, a mini peak, like in December okay. and train through that and, and, and really try to get late February for national preps, have the guys feeling the best that they can possibly feel, and then take a little time off and come back and peak again and try to make a world team. Um, nice. and it's going to be weird. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had to adapt and we've had to evolve and change. So we're not going to be competing all that much in, in December. So we've backed off a little bit on their time on the mat um, this fall. We've really tried to get them to invest in, in lifting. Um, got some great coaches that are working with them in the weight room. And, and, and really since this, this hit is to use it as an opportunity to, to, to get your body back to 100% and get stronger and, uh, you know, pick and choose when you're going to compete. But, but really – invest in, in 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 making yourself stronger as, as a human you know right right nice nice um you know i follow along on rockfin i, I love what the uh, message you guys you guys are putting out you know um real quick the four pillars right is it win the college admission right yep. better mm-hmm. every day yep. outwork everybody and lifelong commitment i guess could you touch on one and four i know you know you go in detail on uh on the Rockfin channel, obviously, but you know, those first and last are kind of the big picture things, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that 
that's always it takes a while for for kids to embrace that because they want they want goals uh, to 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 be super tangible um, and things like oh my goal is to win national preps or my goal is to do that, but we try to teach them to to, to have a lifelong relationship with the sport um, and to to see the sport as a vehicle to to improve themselves in a variety of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like half the stories that you're going to tell from your college days or when you were coaching, like, like, like if I ever stopped coaching, I would miss the, f- the 15 minutes before practice in the locker room more than I would miss the matches, you know, Those are the that's, memories, right? That's, that's, that's what happens, right? Yeah. Like you're there and you're like getting to know guys and, and you're hanging out and like. I often find myself sitting in the middle of those and being like, wow, this is like what it's all about. Right. Yeah, sure. It's great to, to, to get your hand raised. That's great to win big duels, but those are, those are the ones that are going to come back to you. So, so having that, if you're connected to those moments, when I'm talking specifically about number four, you're never going to walk away from the sport, right? Like we aren't a sport that, that engenders lifelong participation of a physical nature. Right. Each try and then they're out there with their banged up knees and stuff at <laughs> at 55 years old or at the the masters tournaments and things like that. And I'm like, man, you guys are crazy. But no thanks. Golfer growing up. If you're a golfer growing up, you're gonna play golf till mm-hmm. as long as you can still walk, right? As you if you're a runner, you can continue to run. You know, there's a bunch of sports that are like that. Guys playing beer league softball that were baseball players before. Wrestling that your time on the mat is finite. Um, so you have to and we have to, as a sport, keep people connected to it in, in some way. And that's what I mean by, by saying, like, make a life, life commitment to the sport. It doesn't have to be as a coach. Um, sometimes it's as an official. Sometimes right. it, it's, it's as a team leader. There's a lot of people. Sometimes, hopefully, for a lot of programs, sometimes it'll be as a donor or, or, or a sponsor, um, if you're fortunate enough to, to, to be able to do that. But keeping our base and expanding that base, to me, is, is, is critical to instill in kids when they're 16, 17, 18 years old. Right. Uh, and we obviously want to connect it to, to, to our institution. And we do at national preps every year. Mm-hmm. We have alumni from the 1940s, the 1950s, all the way up till guys who graduated a couple of years ago, nice. but it doesn't have to necessarily be that way. It can be just committed to the sport in one way or another. So that's what I'm really trying to hone in with guys. Mm-hmm. For number four like we want you to love the sport so much that that you're not going to leave it right um, and then when number one like that's again that vehicle that 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 using the 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 sport to to connect to an institution to open a door that might not otherwise be open for you so that you can get to a place that's going to transform your life mm-hmm. um and that's that's number one, right? And and we feel that way with kids who come to SEM, so they're getting it early, that transformational experience um, of of an institution. Uh, but we want to continue that and get them to to the to the right fit school for them to win that game, to use that 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 talent that you have to open a door that might not otherwise ever be open for you. So those are kind of those two in in a nutshell. No, yeah. that that's that's great, and it's um, yeah. you know it's a behind a successful program, you know, those are what you're wanting, right? Cause uh, you know, the college admission and you know, moving on to bigger and better things as a, as a student athlete, right. Kind of then kind of provide you the opportunity to commit back to the sport, whether it's, you know, time or financially. Right. Yeah. I was just talking to 
Jody Burnett this morning. They, you know, they got middle school national duels coming up this weekend. And uh, she was just talking about some of the names that come back every year to help set up. Like someone texts her Monday, hey, can I come Thursday and help set up or whatever it may be? And she's like, those are the type of people, you know, that, you know, make a program or an event go, you know, what they're not donating the big money, but if they're donating time and things like that, it all adds up. Right. Yeah, everybody's got a part to play, right? Like if we can just get everybody who wrestles that lives within 30 or 40 minutes of every division one college to get out to some dual meets. Um, you know, if, if they, they feel that connection to the sport, even if they were, an average wrestler in high school. I mean, like like everyone who goes to an NCAA Division One basketball game, they weren't a big time basketball recruit. They just right. enjoyed the game, right? Um, and they played it when they were young, and they liked to go. So, so we got to borrow a little bit from that and steal from some other places and make sure that 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 everyone has that connection to the community. Right, right. So, um, ten years in, right at Sim. Yeah, I think 11, 10 or 11. 11 yeah. Okay. 2010, 2011 was my first year. Yeah. I think. So, what, 2017, you, you had an article, letter to yourself. Was that 17, 18? Letter to my young, right. Letter to my younger self. Pretty, pretty insightful stuff. You know, you talk about right, giving up the, the parties or stuff you're going to miss as being a coach, right? In a nutshell, right? Kind of the long term commitment. Yeah. Um, I guess, what would you write to yourself uh, that first year at, at SEM? What would you tell to yourself, you know, in a similar format? Yeah. Um, so, so going back, every wrestling junkie is, is kind of come up through, I mean, social media now, but before that you had message boards and, you know, um, where I was coaching, you know, in the Binghamton area before I came to Sam as a high school coach and then a college coach, uh, I had a lot of good kids and, and, and Blair would always come calling. Right. Um, or vice versa, they would be interested in Blair. So like the big chatter out there, there would be one set of people would be like, oh, this is ridiculous, Blair recruits, it's not fair, it's not fair. And then the other side would say, well, if it's that easy, go ahead and do it. Go, <laughs> right, go, go right ahead. Right. And go ahead and do it. So when I walked into that opportunity, talking to John Gordon and, uh, you know, having some, some knowledge of Sam, I think my first thoughts were, yeah, they're right. Now, now I have this opportunity, so it's it's time to go do it. But in 2010, that was not even like on the radar, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think we won two matches against Blair oh, wow. that year, you know. Um, so I think that 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 what I would have said to myself um, 10 years from then is like, yeah, it's it's possible you can do it, right? Mm -hmm. um, you've got the resources, you've got the connections. Um, this is a tremendous institution um prove those people that were throwing that up there on the message board right or wrong depending on which group of them it was that 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 you can do it that you can get somewhere um and and figure it out and get to that point and so i think that was an idea 10 years ago um and i remember people associated with the program boosters um people like that were like oh yeah we don't really want that. We just want you to, 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 to be good, but we, we, we know Blair's, you know, better than us. And then I was kind of looking around the room and I'm like, okay, you can be super appreciative of that, but I'm like, yeah, we want to win, you know, <laughs> like, right, right. let's go, uh, let's, let's get this done. And so 2014, first year that we won national preps, um, that, that was pretty special. And I think since then they still have the edge. I mean, obviously they're, 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 they're still the gold standard, but 
we've picked away at a little bit. We've won preps twice. We've beaten them in a duel a couple times. We beat them at Ironman a couple times. So um, I think at this point in time, would I have been able to predict that 10 years ago? No. I mean, logically, it wouldn't have made sense, but um, I felt like that's where I wanted to go with the program. And, and, and we've been fortunate enough to, to, to make progress in that direction. Nice. Nice. So like you said, you're at Binghamton, Binghamton prior, any coach pop stories? Yeah. Um, he, I've known Pat since he was a kid, right? Oh, uh, nice. So nice. yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you the year, but he was uh, on the Fargo national team for team New York when I was coaching there um, and, and coaching on team New York. And uh, so I've known him a long time. Um, and I was coaching high school in the, uh, it's a very similar story to the one I'm just telling you. Maybe, maybe, you know, I think we've influenced each other over the years. Um, and that's kind of our crew, like Papadados, Beasley, like all those guys coming out of that Binghamton area, that program still still close uh with all those guys now um but i i tony roby was at binghamton um okay, well. and i had connected with him through my club and he was kind of like i want you to come on, on on the staff next year um and i was like all right you know happy to do it you know um help some local recruiting things like that um and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to be a coach at Binghamton next year. And maybe three weeks after Tony told me that he was gone, <laughs> he was, he got the job at, at, at Tech. And I was like, all right, so now what am I going to do? Am I going to keep coaching high school? And uh, the whole process is going on. And so Pat Pop gets hired and uh, he's like, hey, let's meet. Uh, I want to chat with you a little bit. Um, and and when, when Tony was there that one year, like they were just dreadful, right? It was like oh, yeah. a really rough, rough team. And, and I'm like, this is going to take a while. And uh, so I meet Pat at a Dunkin' Donuts in Vestal, New York. Um, and I hadn't seen him in a couple years. And and he's talking to me and, and we're having a conversation. And he's like, look, he's like, we're going to be top 25 program in the country in, in the next four or five years. He's like, are you on board? And I was like, what are you talking about pat like these guys i mean like we don't have anybody who can wrestle you know like he's like no no he's like and, and he was just so sure of it that i was like well, i gotta get on board here and, and, and in my brain as i'm getting back in my car and driving home i'm like this guy's crazy like like we legitimately have a bunch of kids who maybe they weren't even new york state qualifiers on the team wow. um and you know like it's not a destination it's not a spot it, maybe we're starting to get some interest from some new york kids but like we can't beat anybody, like let alone <laughs> the top twenty-five in the country. But Pat was just like, "This is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We, this is how it's going to go down." And he was just so, so sure of it that I was like, "Well, you know what? I'm going to jump on board." And we're either going to suck for a long time, and uh, and, and we're all going to be miserable, or this this crazy guy's gonna gonna turn it around and get it headed in the right direction, and then. Four years in, we were like 14th at NCA, multiple All-Americans at, at the big show. And I was like, same thing with, with Sam and Blair. I'm like, well, that's crazy, you know? But, but yeah, it happened. So, yeah, I could probably sit here for hours and yeah. talk about all those things. But that's one that, that I really remember clearly. Yeah, that, That's awesome. Yeah, Coach, uh, Coach Brees mentioned, you know, him and credits him to a conversation they had, you know, a few months in. He's at that point, it's like, what am I doing here? And then they had that conversation. That's kind of what inspired him. He said to kind of, yeah, you know, jump in full go as as a coach. So, but uh, yeah, Coach Brees is a good guy. Any, any stories about 
about Jeff? Yeah, sure. So, so Breeze, he's awesome because, I mean, he was my roommate coaching Fargo. um, Oh, really? Nice. For a couple years. And uh, I'm a pretty boring dude. Like, you know, like you're not going to find me doing anything at camp other than maybe reading a book in my room or, or hanging out. And he was the perfect roommate, right? Because roommate, sometimes you're in that Fargo camp and you're, you're, you're like, Oh, I got a seven o'clock session and your roommate, you don't know they're coming in at like three in the morning. It's vacation. Right. right. Or, hey, let's go do this afterwards. Breeze and I got along real, real well. And he cool. used to kick the crap out of my New York kids um, when he was a kid too, coaching against him in Fargo. Um, but he's such an unassuming cerebral kind of guy. And he and I always connected really, really well. Yeah, he's a good guy. Great guy. I'm glad we have him here in Ohio. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned reading. You're an English teacher, too? At, uh, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not teaching this year. I'm kind of helping out a little bit more with our admissions. Um, okay. But uh, I've taught English for, for a long time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then um, you graduated from Binghamton, correct? And then got right into coaching? Um, yeah, for the most part. Uh, you know, I, I did. I've always worked with kids and taught um, in one way or another. I was coaching. Um, before I graduated from Binghamton, I was coaching when I was like a junior or senior. Okay. Wow. Okay. I wasn't winning any national national titles or anything like that. And I was like, look, if I'm going to, like we went back to before, if I'm going to continue to to be connected to the sport, it's not going to be as an athlete. It's going to be as a coach. So mm-hmm. I got a, a job coaching at Union Ennecott High School, um, which is a big time school. I was coaching their junior high team in New York. And then it just kind of went from there, um, coaching in that general area. Yeah. It has, was there a certain point you're like, you remember, or you just knew from the beginning you wanted to coach? Or was there a certain point, some come some kind of interaction with a coach? Like, you know, that's that's what I want to do. Do you remember that point? Yeah. Um, I mean, going all the way back to being in high school, I think I knew I wanted oh, to coach. Really? You know, wow. Great varsity coach. Um, we weren't from a power program, and he would, like, kind of come to me because I was a student of the sport. And he would be like, all right, what's our best lineup um, for this match? And I was mm-hmm. like – yeah, okay, I can figure this out, right? So so we went from a, a not-so-good team to a division champ in Western New York, which is, is nothing. Uh-huh. At that time, it was like, woohoo, you know? like right. And then I had some good connections. Um, actually, one of my club coaches at the time is Joe Rotono, Tony's dad, you know? Oh, cool. I'm from Clarence Wrestling Club, and he was just this this kind of guru um, who who – who everyone kind of wanted to, to be mentored by. So I was like, man, I'd, I'd love to, to have that type of connection with kids and all the way through college. I was just around guys and, and like the, the, the most important people in my life from the time I was 12 years old were coaches. And mm. how do you not want to do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Like how do you not want to want to be that person for somebody else uh, when you learn so much from, from people like that. So, you know, through college and in high school and, and, and then, you know, just jumping right into it, I was able and, and lucky enough to be around good coaches and, and pick and, and little bits and pieces from all of them and start formulating my own ideas. Nice, nice. That's awesome. And not many guys at that age know, I guess, you know, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it's that, that boring part of you, right? Just yeah, yeah. There's also, there's also this funny story. My mom, um, there was a, a second grade like art project and I didn't remember it but when I got my first coaching job she had it where like every other kid in the class was like I want to be a football player I want to be a baseball player this and that and I was like I want to be a coach I would tell the players on the team what to do so on and so forth and I didn't remember it you know but she like got it framed and gave it to me when I got oh nice that's sweet that's pretty cool that's pretty cool you know and and I guess 
Well, I guess it went subconsciously all the way back to, to that point in time, and I didn't remember it, but wow. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That, that's real cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So did you do any other sports growing up? Yeah, I mean, everything, right? Like typical kid from a small town. We, we, we did everything. We, we, Western New York, you got you to gotta play like pond hockey, you know, um, <laughs> little league baseball, little league football, um, wrestling, uh, just about all of those. But by the time I got to high school, I was, I was mostly just wrestling. You know? Nice. And your son's in uh, the cross, right? So the cross dad, lax dad. Sure. Yeah, he is uh, into it. We've been traveling most of the summer and spring going to some uh, club lacrosse tournaments. He's got a great coach who I, I really like a lot, a young guy um, who, who just does a, a great job with him because I don't know anything about lacrosse. And that was always like, that's the what I was going to ask if you knew anything about it. Nothing. No, I, all I can tell him, and this is our, our rule is I, I mean like no negativity and in uh, good posture and good attitude. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if you follow all three of those rules, then you and I are never going to have a conversation other than I really liked watching you play. You know, I really enjoy going to tournaments with you because I don't have any feedback to give them. You know, mm-hmm. the only times when, when he and I are going to have a chat is if, if, if he's not following those three rules, you know, or what two, but I mean, I just want to see him good posture and attitude out there. Look like he's enjoying the game and, and representing himself well, and then being positive. Um, and then, and, and, you know, he's a teenager. So there's times when we do have to have conversations, <laughs> right, right. but they're not about stick skills or, or anything like that. He, he always asked me, he's like, so what'd you think? I'm like, I loved it, man. It was great watching you. And he wants a little more feedback. And I'm like, you got to talk to coach Jay about that. Like he's the one who's going to give you that, that lacrosse feedback, but it's been good because he's always chosen sports that I don't know mm-hmm. a ton about. So that, that car conversation is always like, did you have fun? Did you have a good time? You know, it's never technical. It's never anything that's going to make us butt heads. So I think that him not wrestling is, I've always looked at it as blessing, you know. That, that's awesome. Yeah, my, my daughters don't wrestle, but they're in other sports. And, you know, it's, I'm, I'm learning as a dad, you know, your teenage daughters and, you know, some younger ones, like they're doing sports I don't know. And I that's the best part about it. I tell people, I, was like, I, I get to be dad for once, you know, instead of coach. Yeah. It's, it's Although I will say sometimes the worst experience in the world is being a fan at, at a game. <laughs> I, I'm so happy that I don't sit at when I was recruiting at Binghamton and I had yeah. to sit in the bleach. I was like, Oh my God, it's like crazy up here. Like what, what is going on? Like these people are nuts. Uh, <laughs> I experienced that lacrosse too, because like I've learned that every single lacrosse parent knows the rules more than the official does. Uh, <laughs> Just in any sport, right? I've been for six years and I still don't know the rules, um, but they, they, they seem to. So it gets, it gets a little crazy out there um, watching games. So I'm glad that I coach because it's, 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 you're, you're removed from that a little bit. Right. Right. Um, you had a take on lacrosse compared to wrestling recently. Um, and, and I think it, it was nailed spot on. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? The D3? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, I, I got myself in a little trouble a couple of years back. Um, unintentionally, I was talking about, signing day and stuff like that and i was just trying to clarify that like you sign for division one division two division three is a little bit different process and and people kind of took that as me saying like division one is the 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 only way and everything else doesn't matter well i was like a division three athlete you know so i i don't feel that way at all but i think it's it's we've kind of conflated all those things together like you don't sign a letter of intent to go to division three so i was just trying to clarify um things 
have respect for all those guys, but I'm not sure our community does. So like lacrosse, like kids will be like, I'm committing to a division three college when they're sophomores in, in high school. And I was kind of like, that was tough for me to process at first. Cause I was like, well, no, you're not really, you know, like that, that doesn't really mean anything, but lacrosse kids are just so appreciative of the opportunity to play at the next level um, that their sport is growing. Right. Nice. Uh, and so like, if you look at the percentage of, I think Jason Bryan tweeted about this, like the percentage of, of programs that are of, of schools that are division three <laughs> institutions that have lacrosse, it's high, you know, and ours are shrinking a little bit. And it's about that participation um, that, they're, that they're getting. So, you know, like there are people in our community that would be like, oh, you know, a kid committed to a division three school and they'd be like, you'd be ridiculed, you know, <laughs> or, or mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I can't believe he's saying that. But in lacrosse, people are like, oh, wow, that's awesome, you know? Nice. Um, and so Kieran, my, my son, and he goes to these like showcases and things like that. And my wrestling head is like, why are we going to this if there's only division three coaches there because you could probably go to those schools anyway but like lacrosse dad i'm like wow these coaches are really like working hard to to get kids interested in their school and they're growing and it's it's because the 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 kids value that experience um and so like we're guilty sometimes of having a d1 or bust mentality right um, happens at sam all the time kids come in there and they're not coming to sam to be a division three athlete that's right that's right but oftentimes with some growth and some maturity they wind up going d1 and then coming back to d3 but we don't have a real mechanism for for getting them to 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 feel great about that division three experience right out of the gate and help those programs flourish lacrosse has that mm -hmm. um, and so think the, the division one programs in the two sports are, are very close to the same numbers but at that non-scholarship level they are they are killing us um and there's a, there's a lot of things that we can learn from from watching how they operate right right you even mentioned that some of the colleges have club programs that kids commit to right yeah no 100 yeah, yeah. percent and, and 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 like again my wrestling head i can't help myself sometimes we had a kid from our school and he had some nice like division three opportunities in lacrosse, but he wanted to go to uh, a big time division one school. Um, so he did. And he's playing club lacrosse there and he loves it. And, you know, like in my head, I'm like, well, you're just playing club. But but like on like our club webpage, they're like, oh, yeah, he's here playing in the they have an actual like league. And I th wrestling does, too. But mm -hmm. lacrosse just seems better organized in their 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 club league. So you can have a school that's a big time school that has a varsity team and a club team and, and and kids are getting valuable experiences out of both of those and their their club sports are pretty organized too yeah it's a culture thing too right do you have any recommendations how that culture would change i mean for for d3 you know to kind of <laughs> yeah i i think you know um it's it's tough uh mm -hmm. I, I i mean I, I like wrestling culture right. better um, <laughs> we'll go like like we'll go to a tournament in lacrosse and there'll be like 20 teams there and we'll only play like four games. And I'm like, wait, there's we won, other people too. And everyone is just getting their car going home, happy that they played four games. And I'm like, wait a minute, like they're undefeated. <laughs> we're undefeated. How come we're not? Who's the winner? <laughs> so, so I mean, that's that. And sometimes I'm just like, Oh, just shut up. You know, like, like this is not what it's about. So, 
I mean, that's maybe might be part of the problem, right? Is that, that we're so <laughs> right, um, you know, focused on on on, on proving ourselves and, and who's the best. And these kids are just content to to go and play and, and have a meaningful experience doing that. And maybe that's what's translating into. And I don't think that's ever going to fly. Right, <laughs> right. We're going to show up and be like, oh, we're just going to have four four man brackets and everyone's going to participate. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> but but. You know, um, I think they do a really nice job making all kids feel valued. Um, and so when, when maybe we can find some ways to, to do that a little bit more, too. You know? Yeah, cool, cool. So, so a little we, bit of the immediate response to that is going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. Everybody gets a trophy, but <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's more than that, you know? Right, right. hundred percent. So a um, little bit about your your program, some of the coaches you have there. Um, yeah. I guess. Um, Who do you have there? So, so we, we're very, very fortunate um, to have a tremendous amount of support. So uh, we have a big staff and we need it. We have 42 kids on our boys roster and we have nice. 20, 28 girls this year. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, you know, um, Joe Ravelli is my longtime assistant coach. Joe is a four-time, um, you know, NCAA qualifier at Hofstra wrestling there for Tommy Ryan. Uh, he's a local guy. He came back to the area. He was a, a state PIAA state champ. Um, so he's great to have on the mat. Um, I don't know if you know Greg Hagel, but Greg wrestled at Blair and in, in, in Northwestern. Okay. So he's another guy that, that that really does a great job with with our team. Um, the head girls coach is Aaron Vandiver, who's been on the USA wrestling staff. Wow. Another PA girl. Um, you know, who's been the assistant coach at some of our Olympic games. Uh, so you know, we have Maya Nelson now um, as junior world champ. Um, who's working with our girls and just a, a, a ton of different guys. Willie Weber's are one of our main club coaches. Pat Heck wrestled at Bloomsburg. Uh, CC Weber's in, in town, one of the best girls wrestlers from 15 years ago. So our kids, boys and girls get the benefit of uh, a, a wide variety of coaching philosophies, coaching styles. Uh, and we work pretty well in tandem with each other. Uh, it's great to see um, in terms of women's program growth. Uh, like Adeline Gray was on our staff for a couple of years. She's oh, training, wow. training yeah. for a little event this year. Um, so she's not around all that That's much. Sweet. But like our guys would come into the the room and they'd be like, oh, you know, we're getting coached by a girl today. And it didn't even like make them skip a beat, you know. And now I'm sweet. sure it helped, it helped that it was Adeline Gray. Or, right. or, or, but, you know, they just walk in and, and, and it wasn't unusual to them at all. Uh, that's awesome. So that, that has really kind of helped us with the transition of bringing the girls program in four years ago now, uh, and, and having access to both sets of coaches is great for both sets of athletes. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, does that change? Is there any differences, you know, about winning the college administration now dealing with, you know, not dealing with, I shouldn't say it that way, but now having girls in the room, um, you know, in there, is it change that process? Because now you have maybe new schools that have girls or anything. It, does that change that pillar a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Um, it's about to take off, right? Right, right. So, so right now, um, you know, we we started the program at Wyoming Seminary, and and part of that goal is to hopefully use our platform as, as a, a number one program in the country uh, to showcase 
girls wrestling. Um, and, and, and so last year, senior, um, a couple of them just to mention like, like Sophie Smith is, is going out to Oklahoma city, um, and to wrestle for them, which is a traditional girls program that's been around for a, a long time and has a really successful track record. Um, so she's headed that direction, but then Caitlin Walker, um, who is not as interested in those schools is at Columbia. Right. Um, so she's taken that kind of RTC path, uh, and down there training there, but also on the, the Columbia boys team. And Zach Tonelli talks about that all the time about Columbia wants to be the first Ivy to start a program. So we've got Bree Santos and, and, and girls like that in the room and Caitlin took that path. But Sophie took the traditional kind of girls wrestling path. And we have girls at, at all those, we have girls at King, we have girls at McKendry. Um, and, but, but we're hopeful as we continue to, to, to work with college coaching, men's college coaching staffs um, and, and work with, there's a group that's really pushing forward in the EIWA right now. We're hopeful that they'll see the benefit of, of having a girls program side by side with their men's program so that uh, a little girl growing up wrestling by the time she gets to that stage in life as a senior at Wyoming Seminary, hopefully. Right. right? <laughs> will have that same range of opportunities that the, the boys have right now and that the boys benefiting from that benefit from that will be that, that, that kind of gender equity, um, you know, insulate ourselves from, from cuts because we have, we have both um, of them in there and are alleviating some of those title nine concerns. So, so that's kind of long range planning for Sam, aside from just getting, a, a, you know, some girls on the world team uh, and, right, right. And, and, and some of those tangible things right out of the gate, we've, we've got some long range goals for that program, too. Nice, nice. So um, you talk, you know, culture of the program, the philosophies kind of all boils down to trust. Right. Like you said, yeah. you got a lot of coaches there. You know, when you bring someone in new, how, you know, how do you you know, build that from the right from the rip and yeah. build that culture? I mean, it's it's accelerated, too, because. 75% of our athletes on, on, on both sides, maybe a little bit more, um, live in our boarding community too. Okay. Right. So it's, it's sink or swim in terms of trust pretty quickly out of the gate, right? Because not only are you, you coaching these student athletes and not only are they coming to your practices every day, but they actually live in our community. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, we, we, we've been a, a school since 1844, um, we've had borders for hundred years. Uh, so there are things about our school and that's what made it attractive to, to, to the girls starting program. There was, there, there, there are just checks and balances and things within our system that allow trust to, to, to kind of build organically. Right. Um, you know, your, your, your coach lives down the hall from you. They're right. coming in and making sure you're studying at night. Um, you're eating meals with your coaches. Uh, so, that that really helps that um it's not the ideal situation for everybody but um spending as much time as you do with with your student athletes and vice versa gives you the opportunity to build those relationships a little stronger um than if you were just coaching them um after school uh mm -hmm. it's, it's a it's a strong flavor right it's a, it's an acquired taste but it definitely helps with that um and then we we obviously plan a lot of stuff Early, we don't get voice wise, we don't get on the mats much till October. So, some of our, our September stuff is aimed at team building exercises, um, conditioning, co combine those type of things so that 
you know, these kids who are 14, 15, 16 years old that are living away from home, some of them from California, some of them from, you know, the South, uh, they're really feeling supported and, and, you know, coming into the fold early on um, to, to, to feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. Nice. Um, Rob Gore said, you guys have a old bank. Is that where the restroom? room? Or... Yeah. Um, so, so it's called the great hall. Um, uh-huh. And it's like a bank from like, you know, I'm talking like when banks were the biggest building in town, you know? Um, so it's got like the marble walls, it's got chandeliers on the, on the thing. Uh, it's just a big, huge open space, like probably early 20th century when you walked in and the, and, and the bank was like just built to last. You can, the vault is still there. Um, what do you have in the vault? Um, well, it's chained open. Um, I think they're afraid that I'm going to accidentally lock somebody in there. Uh, <laughs> so you can't actually like open it all the way. So I think there's like some storage boxes and stuff like that. Um, but the safe has some stuff in it. There's a vault and a safe. So the safe's got some, some cleaning supplies and some gear. Oh, and nice. That'd be a... so we have a big old boardroom on the second floor. Um, that sh- that's, it. we call it our trophy room and we do some film review and some, some studying and stuff in there. So it's uh it's it's quite the spectacle um just a good old building with some character and gonna get pinned sometime you're gonna look up you're gonna see a chandelier you know we can only change the lights once a year because pain in the ass you get up there sure so you like roll the mats up and then just change out all the lights so you'll it'll get to be like may or something like that and half the lights will be out and it's like dark It's, it's it's a chore but we love it and it's it's a great space and uh it's it, it fits with who our school is uh with with some some old character uh kind of scenery and, and stuff like that we're, we're we're very fortunate to have that space nice anything else unique i mean or anything that's changed significantly since you've been there in the last 10 11 yeah, years I think that's the biggest one we moved yeah. into that like two or three years okay um, when we were we were there um they built they, they used to use it as a performing um hall mm-hmm. so they had like risers and stuff like that in there and you can still see some of the stage lighting and stuff like that but we built a new performing arts center on campus so that became like available and they were like hey what do you need to do to make it a wrestling room i'm like man all i gotta do is roll out mats like we don't need to to retrofit it or anything like mm-hmm. that but mm-hmm. we've added some stuff over the years we've got a we've got a um some some we've got a shot sled which was oh, nice uh, nice yeah we got one of those too yeah joel mcmullen is a wyoming seminary okay graduate. he's a prep national champ at sem and he's the co-inventor of that you yeah know. it's right out of pa right made, right, right made yeah. PA. Uh, so we've got that we've got the treadmills we've got got all sorts of uh you know nice equipment in there for the for the guys and girls to use too all right uh so you have any uh <clears throat> coach Bree said you you have some jokes you had a good dad or coach jokes Oh, geez, Breeze, man, what are you doing? To me? <laughs> if you don't, that's all right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, okay, so here's one that I told the kids the other day. I'm like, I walk into the room, and, and it's all about my delivery. Um, right. Kind of a deadpan kind of guy. So it might not come across as well on camera. I'm like, guys, sometimes I like to grab my, my knees, tuck my chin, and and lean forward and they're looking at me like what i'm like that's just how i roll <laughs> that's a good one that's a good dad dad yeah. coach joe where you to call <laughs> strong flavor right like acquired taste there like half the kids are like you reacted and the other ones are like uh, 
so walk away. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I um, so my high school coach I work alongside right now. And he's say, same joke, little literal humor. It, it's all day. It, it's uh, it's fun though. It keeps it, you know. Teenagers, they either love it or they hate it. But it right, just, I'm sure they appreciate it, even if they hate it. They're like, oh, here, they, here he is again, right? Yeah, and I'll do that too. Like I remember. We'll do like a 40 minute goes like on and off every one minute and and like someone will be running the clock so you're on for a minute and then you're off for a minute mm-hmm. you're on for a minute and you're off for a minute and i'll just walk over and like drop jokes like that to kids when they're like trying to like get their breath back and breathe and recover and they'll just be like go away you know? <laughs> leave me alone right <laughs> they'll appreciate <laughs> it one day you know because they're gonna be using them they'll remember them they'll use them right a little bit right because they're trying to be like focused and you're trying to break yeah. them yeah so um you know literature english background any any books on leadership or uh anything you cannot recommend your your students or um meditations okay uh is is, is a good one anything i i, I like when we're talking about leadership I, I i like the uh the philosophy aspect of that a little bit especially the stoics uh so so we'll talk about that a lot um on our team uh from from time to time um good to great is is a really okay. good one uh that 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 i've given the kids before um that jim collins right yeah right exactly uh so you know like I'm, I'm a sucker for those book i probably read one a month you know oh, nice. those type of things um yeah um the, the deep practice there um that one uh is is a good one too so so there's a lot of different things that you can always sample from. But uh, when, when, when I'm really trying to think about boiling down coaching philosophy and stuff that'll be helpful to kids, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting them with podcasts or, or you know, some philosophy stuff as, as much as I am trying to give them the whole book to read. Mm-hmm. I, what do you do when they're not so receptive? Or I guess you're kind of dealing with a different type of student athlete, though. So they're probably pretty receptive, right? I try to find something that is going to connect with them off the mat, and I give them off the mat work every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there are kids, I think of like a, a, a Connor Keefman who's at Columbia now or, or a Bo Bartlett who would just consume everything that I gave them, right? Mm-hmm. So like I give them a podcast, a match to break down, uh, uh, you know, an article and something else. Those guys would just every single one. You they needed up, huh? Yeah. But some kids are like, yeah, I'm not listening to like an hour podcast, dude. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, but they're they're gonna dive into the match, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, like a, a match that features technique that we're working on um, that week, or, or or something that's connected to what we're we're plotting out and planning. So that's part of our our, our weekly practice plan, um, where someone really like executed something that we were doing really well in a match, or if we're talking about closing out periods, um, or if we're talking about mat returns or, or things like that, we're right. trying to things that that are reinforcing the lesson so so most kids if they can't get into the podcast or the article or something like that they at the minimum are gonna gonna we'll look at that that mat work that that match um as, as they're off the mat work nice and you guys just had a, a live streaming event recently in the we area? Did. yeah um last week we were very fortunate to feature kennedy blades one of our, our athletes who's a junior in high school uh, making her senior level debut um we have an oh, incredible wow. sponsor um, Tim Payne at my house sportswear, um, who's really doing well in the wrestling space right now. Uh, and he's a local guy and he sponsors, um, several senior level women athletes, 
Um, so he had some of those girls in town giving a clinic and we were like, hey, why don't we roll out uh, Kennedy um, getting, you know, kind of tuned up for UWWs this week. She can wrestle Hannah, Hannah Gladden, who's one of the, the, the top girls at her weight as a senior. So we, we, we built a card around that. Nice. Um, got a got a mat over at a local hotel and conference center and uh rolled it out and and had some good girls matches we girls high school boys youth um tried to, to pepper it with some different different age groups and different styles nice Are you working on any others or just kind of focused on that january <sighs> yeah so we're gonna take some boys to journeyman mm-hmm. uh, but we're, we're we'll see what happens in december um mm-hmm. Brian and I at Blair have talked about building something like that as a preseason event, um, you know, maybe more club related to, you never know what you're going to get during the season. Right. right. So right. maybe we can come up with, you know, Blairstown wrestling club versus Excalibur, which is, which is our club. Um, mm. And maybe it's not a straight duel, but pick some matchups to get some great matches on that. Maybe we get a senior level match or, you know, we have enough alumni wrestling in college right now. Right. Maybe we get you know a featured alumni match or a throwback match or, or something like that between Blair and some kids so we're, we're 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 talking about doing that in in December but everything like I said before 12 hours right well, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's 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 part of the plan going forward at some point and then nice. hopefully roll into some type of abbreviated season yeah right awesome anything else you want to ask share tell um no man like i i appreciate the deep dives that you do um it's been it's it's always good i got a sauna in my backyard so it's perfect for uh for, what kind for, you have what kind of infrared or is a regular sauna or oh uh, no like old school old school uh, yeah outdoor barrel sauna um finished finish barrel sauna so nice uh, i uh i need i need to do more research my brother uh you know, he wrestled too, uh, you know, close, lives down the street. And uh, I got this perfect corner in my basement under the steps. Yep. And a, a sauna would be great. So I, I, yeah, I got to do my for, research. Go infrared there for sure. Infrared. Um, yeah, I would think. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. But, but that's, that, like I said, those are good times to, to, to put stuff on and, and, and to keep, keep learning. I listened to uh, Sorchinski um, the other week. And I think that, like, just listening to the things he had to say sprung into, uh, a, a hundred text exchange with him you know oh, cool cool like that um and and, and honestly it kind of really made me rethink some stuff uh yeah. so i think anytime that you got good content out there um you know, so i think rockfin's all about i think there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who are doing things um that 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 are that run the gamut from fun and entertaining where you're just kind of like oh man can't wait to listen to to Zach at stalemates, like give us, oh, yeah. yeah, give us a recap of <laughs> Willie uh, Trials, you know, and then and then you can jump into something a little bit more more long form, um, mm-hmm. which is probably not the same, you know, market, uh, but it's it's still enjoyable to to have. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm you know learning as I go here, and yeah, uh, you know, some good conversations. You know, trying to archive them and actually have a uh, Kevin Linich on too, another official. He okay. is, uh, okay. his is, um, you'll be dropped by the time this one goes live. We, we already okay. recorded, but uh, yeah. really good insight. And, you know, talks about, you know, some Iron Man matches and just things like that. And I, I'm, I'm really liking the officials point of view because people don't hear that, you know, they're kind of off on their Island. And so, yeah. uh, no, I think I tweeted that. I, I told yeah. my guys to listen to that too, because I'm like, you know, like, require my guys to go down to our youth club and teach because i think you get a different perspective on technique if you have to teach it you know right 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 
up there officiating too. You get a different perspective on the, the match if you have to officiate it. So mm-hmm. um, same thing with, with conversations and, and, and viewpoints is you keep consuming good, positive wrestling content. It's going to help you grow. Right. Well, thanks, Coach. I appreciate it, man. Oh, no, no, no. Keep going. Wrestling philosophy. Loving it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. Okay. Take care.